the spirit of truth. If you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. I will talk to the Father, and he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. The godless world can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him, doesn't know what to look for. But you know him already because he's been staying with you and will even be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I'm coming back. In just a little while, the world will no longer see me. But you're going to see me because I am alive and you're about to come alive. At that moment, you will know absolutely that I'm in my Father and you're in me and I'm in you. The person who knows my commandments and keeps them, that's who loves me. And the person who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and make myself plain to him. L-O-V-E. And you may say, uh, uh, that wasn't a word that I gave, Pastor. Well, we're going to pray it. And I want you to hear how God's going to take all of those words and speak to us today. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, your word is so fresh. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for guiding our minds to this place that we would be able to hear from you. Touch us, keep us. Move me behind the cross, let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I'm going to start with this phrase that simply says, this has been an unforgettable week. As I preached last week and I left this place, God had said to me, there's no thing that I won't do. I have made you conscious, I have made you aware but I'm going to work on your commitment. I said, well, Lord, you know, you asked me to get word from your people. How can I give them just one word? I mean, there's so much in your scripture. What do you mean you want me to give them just one word? Be diligent unto my heart. Do as I've asked you to do. Well, I left last week and I realized that God's amazing grace had been more present with me last week. I just couldn't shake it off. And you may say, well, why would you want to shake off the presence of the Lord? Why would you want to set the Lord down? Let's be honest with ourselves. Sometimes when the Lord is right on us, we be dutching and dodging. Be like when our parents be calling our name and we trying to get in the back of the house. We know we hear them. We know we see them. We know we done been, hurt, been called out. But we just trying to weave and bob. Oh, yeah, we're going to walk this word out today because God revealed to me this week, we don't walk things out because we're afraid. We don't walk things out because we want control. We don't walk stuff out because it's not fashionable. I don't know that song. I don't sing that song. What do you mean you want me to walk it out? I've never seen a preacher with sneakers on. You want me to walk it out with you? What's going on? You want me to walk it out? Well, over the past couple of weeks, God has placed on my heart that he said our people need to yield to his plan. I was touched by a lot of words that went on. I was touched by a lot of emotions. But what blessed me more than anything was that God has given us a spirit of diligence. He has spoke to us. He has encouraged us. He has kept us. So I pray that as you hear this word on love, that even with all the other words that you heard, and even the ones that you gave me, that you will understand how important love is. 
just a little clip of the day. Somebody gave me the word potential. I looked up potential and I looked up possibilities and neither of those words are in the Bible. But what's in there? I looked in the Greek, I looked in the Hebrew, I looked in the English, I looked in the super English, I looked in the King James Version. Where is potential? And where is possibility? God said, I gave you hope in a risen Savior. I gave you hope. Don't worry about the word possibility. Just understand hope. So I begin this journey that we're going to walk it out with the hope that you will understand that there's a word that God wants you to leave here with, that it will penetrate your soul, and all you can do is walk it out. Amen? Amen. Every now and then I have a teaching, preaching message, and with all that has gone on, we have high praise today in a whole new kind of way. But God said, it's not about jumping up and down. It's not even about waving your arms. It's about walking it out. So what do I mean by walking it out? You ever meet a stranger and the only thing you share with them is a smile? Walk it out. You ever get a morning call from a friend and somebody says, girl, I've been thinking about you. Brother, you've been on my mind. And what happens? A hug comes through the phone. That's a moment where you walk it out. But God's love is different. It's about an awesome hope. It is about a newness. It is about a forgiveness, not just of others, but of ourselves. What if God's love was all about sacrifice? What if God's love was all about humility, honesty, grace, and just being yourself? Would you have said yes to God before? Would you have walked it out last week? Would you have said, Go on with your bad self, God. You said I could be who I am, and you like me just like I am. I'm going to walk this thing out. He did say that. If we would confess our sins, he is grateful and just to forgive us. He says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knew you before your mama knew you. I know the number of hairs that are on your head. Oh, yes, he's invited us to just be who we are. But what if the love of God was expressed by the warmth of the Holy Spirit? You know, like the older folks say, a little something came over me. I feel a little quickening in me. I don't know what that is, but it makes my shoulders move. I don't know what it is, but it makes my feet pass. I don't know what it is. It just, ooh, goes down where hot cocoa goes. Ooh, I feel a warm inside. What if that was your love? But in the shadow, you said, oh, no, I can't accept the Holy Spirit. I'm too pristine. I'm too fancy. I'm too cute. We don't do it that way in my culture. Oh, no, we don't talk about the Holy Spirit. Oh, just God the Father, God the Son. Ooh, ooh, no, no Holy Spirit. What if the love of God touched you from your top of your head to the bottom of your toe and all of a sudden when he said walk it out something did just like this and stamped on your foot oh 
all of a sudden your warm spirit would disappear. All of a sudden that stomp on your toe, especially that little baby toe, that one that you said ain't going to do nothing, but somebody just, mm, put your foot on it. You said, ow, ow. Would you walk it out then? Would you walk it out if God said, I'm trying to get your attention? Well, the John passage of Scripture today is a foundational message. It is a message that teaches us fundamentally what it means to have the love of Jesus Christ. I just want to know, are there any English teachers in here? Anybody an English teacher? Go on and wave your hand. Shout out. Hey, there's an English teacher in the house. The sentence that I'm wanting to bring forth is the part in the Scripture that says that John offers us a fundamental, broad picture base. When your English teacher comes to you and says, I want you to paint the picture, they want you to tell the story not only from the words on the paper, but tell it from the imagery. For John told a story of love that was so powerful, John offers Jesus' final discourse to his disciples, and that's the background, that's the primary place. Lord, pray for that, that healing right now. Pray for that, what's going on right now. But that's what God is telling us in the focus of the message, is that Jesus was loving and asking us to keep his commandments. Things happen in the spirit realm, but sometimes we are, have permission to see them, and we just need to pray for one another. The action of loving and keeping love is what we're going to focus on. Will you keep the commands of what it means to love Jesus Christ? Love is an action verb. It's not something you sit down on. It's not something you just move your feet and say, hey, I love you, but if I could just reach out, if I can stay in this chair and move my feet, I'm going to love you from a distance. Is that all right? I'm going to just love you anyhow. Love is calling us into action for the sake of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit said, I promise you that the love that is promised unto you, Jesus through God is coming. And the first promise that comes says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You may say, Pastor, that's from John 3, 16. Why are you talking about that? When John 14, get, get your chapters right. But the bottom line is love is throughout the Bible and sometimes we get hung up on not loving because we're in fear. Oh yeah, I could picture 10, I could go a thousand places, but the bottom line is there are promises that are made unto us and we have to believe them at their word. Oh yeah, we're talking about love, we're talking about encouragement. Do you want me to sing a love song? Do you want me to go Barry White on you? Do you want me to go Luther Vandross? How do you perceive love? God's love is not in either of those directions. That's an Eris kind of love. That's a human kind of love. And we all need that kind of love. But God is not singing Barry White. And he's not singing power love. For he is the power. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is love. But sometimes we don't see it as that because we're like, mm-mm, I don't know about what you're talking about. I tried that love thing, and I tried the action verb and everything else, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so sure about why you're mandating that we love. What well, to make love come alive, I'm going to get personal. Is it all right if I get personal? I know some of y'all saying, uh-oh, she's getting ready to get close. She got one of them roving mics. Ooh, Lord, she's getting ready to get personal. You don't have to answer me. The answer goes unto God. Do you see yourself as lovable? Do you believe that you are lovable? For the more I met, read John this week, the more I understood that love is about relationship. 
Love is about believing that God is who he says he is. And in that belief, when you believe and when you understand, you're willing to follow his commandments. And you may say, Lord, what is his commandments anyway? You keep talking about these commandments. He really only gave us two. Love the Lord thy God with all our heart, our mind, and our soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. Why did I ask for the English teacher? Because that part of that commandment tells us that two things have to happen. You have to be willing to love you and love your neighbor. I can't love you more than I love me. I'm not trying to be selfish. I'm not trying to be funny. But you got to get into a balance that says you will love yourself. You will care for yourself. You will be in relationship with the most high God. Or you say, now you're getting personal, pastor. Now you're getting funny, pastor. What do you mean I ought to believe in him? What do you mean I ought to love him? I've been praying, and I'm not sure he loves me back. We're not basing this on conditions. We're basing it on the reality that God is. We're not basing this on what you see in your personal square. Because if you get honest with yourself, some of what happens just happens. But somewhere else what happens is because we have not been committed to following his commandments. We trying to have his secretary call our secretary and we trying to do our own thing. We trying to hook up over here and he's saying hook up over here. We trying to walk a different way. We trying to walk it out over here and he said that's the direction I called you to go. I called you into your calling. I called you into a space that is personally and directed to you. And you said, mm-mm. I've seen people go that way and they don't seem to be I'm not going there. And we get stuck somewhere in between belief and non-belief. For the sake of it, just this morning again, can you just move your feet and stay seated in your chair? I want to ask anybody, are you going anywhere yet? Have you gone up the street yet? Okay, uh, have you moved anywhere? Are you still in the same spot? If you are moving your feet, sitting your behind down in the same chair, bottom line, you are believing but you ain't doing nothing about your belief. You are loving, but you ain't moving with that love. You ain't said a word, but you just, hey, I love the Lord, because he heard my cry. Hallelujah, King Jesus. The grace of a most high God offers us a new beginning. And in that new beginning, we will have some love bumps. Anybody ever have a love bump? Let me tell you what a love bump is. You are so in love. Everything, whoo, you just was love all over the place. Couldn't hardly stand yourself. You get up in the morning and say, oh, I'm in love. Then you walk over here and say, whoo, the love of Christ is on me. Oh, ain't love good. <laughs> love is just fantastic. And then all of a sudden we run into a love bump. It's kind of like a speed bump and it holds us hostage for a minute. But a love bump is where we get confused between what God has called us to do and our personal feelings. That's where we get stuck in fear. That's where God has forgiven us, but we haven't taken a new action. That's where God has let us go, has released us into newness, and we're trying to spend the rest of our lives in yesterday. That's when we're stuck in the past and we won't step forward in the future. That's when we talk to our children and say, you have always been this way, and doggone Skippy, I wish, and we don't go into tomorrow. This is where we get stuck in what our past used to be, and even though God has forgiven us, we ain't started new yet. We still sitting on the step. 
Well, I wish I could get up. Oh, well, uh, I hope it's a good step. Oh, well, uh, I, I think I ought to move. We get stuck in that one spot. That's a love bump. The great I am offers us mercy. The great I am offers us peace. The great I am directs our integrity. The great I am releases us with humility. The great I am gives us hope for the potential of being all that he has called us to be. And we over here trying to find us another chair. And we said, okay, if we won't sit down, we just gonna put our foot in the chair. This is far we gonna go. We won't sit in the chair no more, but we're just going to get up and put our foot in the chair. And somewhere our mama is screaming, somewhere our daddy is screaming, because they saying, get your feet off the chair. I'm asking you to move. I'm asking you to move in love. And you say, mm-hmm. Go back to John. Read what John is telling us. We had too many testimonies today, and I want to end this piece. Because this wasn't a three-pointer. This wasn't even a specialized message. But we walked this thing out because the words that you have offered me today, throughout the week, were God placed on your heart. We can't move into integrity if we haven't investigated love. We can't offer compassion if we don't know anything about love. We can't even speak the power of God. Let it rain down in our hearts if we don't believe that God is. If we don't experience, honestly talk about, I'm at the beginning of this journey. Love is cloudy. I got a bump in my heart. Will somebody tell me something? I've been praying all week. I've been trying to get out the door. I'm looking for a job, and I don't know. The teacher don't like me, and you don't understand. The teacher don't like me. But what if it was about fear? What if it was about you don't love you enough right now to say yes to God? And what he wants you to walk with today is the willingness to say yes. I mentioned at the top of this sermon that God moved on my life this week. You may ask, what was the move? It was a move of love. A year ago, I had started an exercise program, and I was really moving on with some things. But I got a phone call, and life changed. And when I got to the city, I never picked up the mantle and kept walking with it. But I picked up the excuse mantle. I've got other things I need to do. I really need to be about the business of other things. And the Lord said, this week, it was like my mama sentencing me to my room. Until your room is cleaned up, you won't go nowhere. Until you start moving in love. Until you start handling this part of the business, it's not going anywhere. I was as fearful of going to the gym as some of y'all had been fearful in another life of going to church. I thought the gym was going to burn down. I thought they was going to claim my membership and tell me, you're expired. But when they got there and they scanned it through, they didn't ask me when the last time I had been. They showed me gracious hospitality. And they said, we're so glad to see you. I said, really? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and you may say, well, why is that important? 
Because if you love something, you'll take an action. If you love somebody, you'll do something about it. If you love yourself, you'll pay attention. If you love yourself, you'll let God forgive you. If you love yourself, you believe that you're forgiven. If you love yourself, you'll walk in that forgiveness. If you love yourself, you can love the Lord. Because the Lord has already loved you. He continues to love you. His grace is upon us right now. Yes. Are there consequences? Yes. Are there things that he's calling us to do? Yes. But when I walked in, it was like shedding a heavy weight. When I walked in, I said, the Lord loves me. And he's given me this season to walk my love out. I don't know what you need to persevere on. I don't know whether it's a flunk grade. I don't know whether it's going back to college. I don't know whether it's pursuing your call. I don't know if it's just waking up in the morning and being nice to you. Some of us forgot what love looks like. So I just want you to turn to one another and look in your face. There's a love in here. If you haven't seen it, look at each other. If you really want to know what love looks like, turn and look at the back of the wall. There's plenty mirrors from side to side. You can see what you look like when you love God. You can see what it looks like when God is loving you back. The bottom line is there's a presence in this place. There's a persevering heart in this place. There's a newness in this place. There's an opportunity in this place. Will you walk with it? I invite you to stand up. And instead of moving your feet in the chair, I invite you to stand up. Could y'all put on track three? Could you put on track three? I want y'all to walk this thing out. We're going to walk this thing out. I know some of y'all got cute shoes on. I know some things and situations are different. But we're going to walk this out. While they getting the music ready, gracious and loving God, touch us our feet, touch us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Allow us to walk out of newness, forgiveness, mercy, perseverance, grace, and goodness. This is for all the folk who are over 50. Last week they said I didn't give no love to the folk over 50. This is a little jazz cut. It's glory to glory. You know, back from the Baptist church, from the Pentecostal to the Pentecostal church. But this is glory to glory. This is new faith way. I want you to just walk it out. Just walk on the road.